Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today, April Lynn James, calling in from Pennsylvania, USA. And she has got a great story to tell us, and she's going to share everything behind that hat and what she does. But before we go there, April, Nicole is going to share a little bit about your bio, and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. April Lim James, PhD, is a pioneering entrepreneur, speaker, author, and soprano. She's the corporal half of Allison Plus Madison, a wonderland-inspired expressive arts and holistic wellness enterprise fueled in part by the whimsical rhymes composed and declaimed by her guardian angel, Madison Hatta Sonneteer. Together, they help people connect with spirit through play shops. Welcome. Welcome, April. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so much fun. This is going to get into that playful side of who we are. I can tell it already. This That's is right. going to be fun. So share a little bit with the audience about, you know, what you do in your business, right? What is yeah. that playful side? And, you know, oh, I love it. Take it away. Well, thank you, Beverly. Well, what, what I do and what Madison and I do together is we help people connect to divinity through play. Play, I've come up with play as a framework. So it's not just playing or being playful, which is fantastic. And yes, we need more of that, but it's also P-L-A-Y. So P standing for positivity, and that's positivity-T-E-A. Then L is for listening to good music, looking at good images. A is developing a sense of awe instead of a sense of awe. And through and doing that through Alice in Wonderland and Angels. And then Y stands for yoga plus movement. So these are the four things that I learned that I really needed in my life to keep me happy, healthy, and creative. And I like to help other people be happy, healthy, and creative through this framework, as well as through our whimsical things that are available through our whimsicality shop. You know, that, that is so cool. I, I, I love that definition of play. Never heard that before, but you know what? I want to incorporate that into my lifestyle because I really love that. And I love tea, you know, and Yay. there's nothing like a tea party, right? That's right. You know? It's a mad tea party, you know? Oh, a mad tea party. Okay. <laughs> so when you're sharing this whimsical, you know, fantasy 
that really isn't a fantasy. I mean, we look at everything in the world today. Everything is an illusion. We've all heard that. You know, what is the reality of the illusion and the illusion of the reality and how you've learned how to kind of just make that flow together? Mm. How does that look when you're working with clients? Hmm. Well, the illusion, the illusion really is that the illusion is that we are physical beings only because the reality, the reality is that we are spirit first, having a human experience. So play, I discovered that playing and doing all these things like listening to good music, um, being positive, dealing with positivity, Alice, angels, yoga, I found that these are ways to bring us in touch with that, that reality, the deep reality that is behind the physical. So connecting us to spirit regularly. And this, we can, we have that when we laugh. Laughter is a great way to open up the doorway between spirit and body. Positivity, so focusing on what's positive in our lives, but also making sure that we speak to ourselves gently that we love ourselves and make sure that we convey that love to ourselves every day, that these things ground us in that deeper reality that, well, that sent us here in the first place. I love that. Yeah, it triggered something. And I, I'm going to throw this out there. So we all know ghostly figures, there's, you know, souls that maybe didn't make it to the other side, or maybe they're just coming back to be playful. So you have all these little things that they do, you know, like hide your keys or take something, you know, and you're like, I know I put it here. Where is it? You know, and they kind of play these little games, you know, so is that some of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, when you're working in that whimsical, you know, arena? And that playfulness, does that incorporate these little ghostly, you know, creatures that want to, you know, have fun with us? Yeah. Well, I don't know about ghostly creatures, but we are surrounded by positive and uh, unfortunately also negative uh, energies. You know, the, these things are real. Like angels are real. <laughs> They're not made up. They are real. We have these helpers. We come into this world with helpers and none of us are really truly ever alone and you know madison i i i'm really upfront with it. madison is my guardian angel of my sense of humor and the sonnets when i when i madison and i discovered each other or rather madison started coming through me madison came through with the sonnets I didn't think, I didn't sit down one day and go, gee, I'd like to have, I'd like to write some sonnets and oh yeah, if, if, if it could be like sitting down and having tea with the Mad Hatter, okay, sure, that's what I want to do. I didn't sit down and think that. <laughs> it's, it's like, it came, you know, the energy came through me and came, the sonnets came and I just have to, it's one of those things where when yeah, when the person is centered and open, they, they can access these things. And I had, be, you know, 
prior to this, I'd had a lifetime of being interested in things like astrology and tarot and divination and angels. And so I had, you know, I obviously was prepared in some way for this to happen. Yeah, you know, and I think we're all in that. Sometimes we're prepared for it and other times not. And I grew up in a very strict religion background. And the guardian angel, I mean, your guardian angel is always there. You know, and sometimes it's called guardian angels. It uh, could just be someone watching over you. It could be your spirit guides. You know, so there's different terminology, not always relating to that same being or entity, shall we say, yet the similarities that give us guidance and direction from that soul level, from that spiritual level, you know, because we are having this experience, you know, in our physical bodies, you know, so we're all incorporated into that. And when we can start to connect outside of, and sometimes we need to go to that pretend world. We need to move ourselves out of the seriousness of life, you know, to be into that playful, energetic uh, level of that. So I love it when you talk about those guardian angels and stuff, because, you know, that is part of my childhood. That's always been there, you know, Mm -hmm. and continues to stay with me, you know, in that, you know, so when you started your sonnets, I love that. It's like, oh, I didn't sit down and say one day, you know. <laughs> I don't think any of us did as energy healers and, you know, working in that spiritual metaphysical realm. It was something that just happened. Mm-hmm. And the key here is to do what is to pay attention. So can you share a little bit about that message? How did you recognize those messages? What, you know, what put you on that path where that you know, how you're taking your clients into paying attention to those messages in this whimsical world through your music and share a little bit about what those, those sonnets are and maybe, you know, sing a little part of your sonnet so that they have an, you know, an idea of what exactly a sonnet is and the impact that it can make on people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, And the sonnets started coming through me uh, in 2011. And this was, this was a year and change after uh, I encountered or an unplanned viewing of the Tim Burton film, Alice in Wonderland. And I just, I developed an obsession with all things Lewis Carroll and the Hatter and all things Alice after that film. And so, the the key moment for recognizing Madison's influence in my life was um yeah I was on the computer looking for images stills from the film to put on as a wallpapers put as wallpapers on my Mac and I found one that had a sort of a it looked like a it was a poem and it looked like a Mad Hatter type voice and I thought hmm that's interesting. And I heard this voice pipe up inside me. This is, this, this is a voice that I'd heard during actually the Tim Burton film. This, this voice, it said, I could do better. And I'm going, what do you mean I could do better? Well, look, it's not even a proper form. It needs to be a sonnet, a sonnet. Now I had taken creative writing years before, but hadn't written a sonnet or any 
poetry really in years. So I looked up the definition of sonnet. Okay, 14 line poem, great. Okay, I can do, all right, 14 lines, what the heck? So I took out a pen and a piece of paper and that, that, that we, so Madison totally rewrote that poem that we saw on the screen into, if I were not mad, what on earth would I be? Tis an unlikely prospect, I'm sure you'll agree. Those voices that whisper when no one is near, their meaning is all too entirely clear. I laugh out of turn, I sing in the rain. To me, this is custom, to others, insane. My past is a mystery shrouded in dreams, concealed by blue starlight and moonlit by streams. My present meanders up uncommon roads, and as for my future, who knows what it holds? <laughs> my friends, they're a mixture of whimsy and wise who come round the bend to, to drink tea in disguise. In a world where one plus one equals three, if I were not mad, well then, who would I be? And now that came 15 minutes. That absolutely, it's like what I heard is what I wrote. And that was our first sonnet. And they came regularly after that. Anytime that I would, you know, sit and get quiet. So I have a regular journaling practice and it would often happen in the evening, you know, before going to bed, I'm writing, you know, what happened during the day. And there might be a phrase or something that caught my and Madison's ear and I'll start writing. And then pretty soon I would have a sonnet. I would do this on the subway. I'd take a little, I'd take a pad of paper with me, you know, and or journal and sit on the subway. And the ride into Manhattan from Queens where I lived was, you know, 45 minutes. So I had plenty of time. And often these things would just come during the subway ride. And I, I mean, I would encourage people to, you know, to paying attention is part of paying attention is being ready, right? So yeah, carry a notebook with you and, and a pen, you know, because when inspiration strikes, it usually strikes as a quiet voice and good inspiration is a quiet, positive voice. And you never know when that inspiration might start speaking and you want to pay attention. Well, that is, that's critical. You know, I, I do that when I drive, right? Mm -hmm. You know, again, it's finding that quiet space, yes. you know, to get your conscious chatterbox out of the way, you know, taking care of doing what it has to do in the physical realm. So those messages come through. And that is, is a very critical note here, you know, for the audience is to, where can you take that time for the self, allow yourself to get quiet, pay attention, just pay attention to what those messages are. And like you said, have that pad of paper and that pencil or a, a recorder, something so that when the messages come through that you can decipher them on the moment because you know what? They don't return. So this has been very inquisitive and we're going to take a short break here from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back and Nicole has got some great questions for you for our second half. So we'll be back. 
Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest is April from Pennsylvania, and she has just been whew, a delight with that whimsical voice of hers and the messages that she's been sharing. And so we're ready to start this second half with more adventure and how she got there. So Nicole, you've got some questions for our guests. Why don't you just take it over from here? All right. Well, of course I have questions. I always have questions. That's just in my nature, right? Um, you know, that energy and that vibration that you have and that you bring when you're on camera or we have a conversation and just speaking to you just that that light body energy uh it's a strong energy but it's not a heavy energy right and and energy is everything you said that that you've always been interested in the tarot and the intuition and angels and guides was madison always with you or was that just something that madison just showed up one day and said hello <laughs> i'm here <laughs> <laughs> I feel that Madison was always with me. I feel that Madison has been with me from, from the beginning. Uh, but my awareness of Madison, I didn't become fully aware of who Madison was, what Madison's purpose was in my life until I was an adult. So um, I do remember fourth grade. So I was nine years old. And the this our class play was to be Oliver. And I wanted to play the Artful Dodger. Not for any reason other than that, he got to wear a top hat. And I, I mean, and I didn't get to play the Artful Dodger, but I kept this real interest in a top hat. I always like, I all for like all of my life, I was like, I want a top hat. It's, you know, whatever, okay, then life happens and I don't necessarily think about this. And then, so now, and then like fast forward <laughs> to 2010, and I had not intended to see the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland film. In fact, I was, I didn't know anything about Alice in Wonderland. The only um, bit of Lewis Carroll that I had read had been the poem Jabberwocky. I'd read that in college because we had a Victorian literature class and I read it and I loved it. It's, you know, the humor was just, I love that kind of stuff. But that's all I knew. Um, but I had a friend who was in the Screen Actors Guild and she had two tickets to a screening in the, in the uh, Directors Guild Cinema in Manhattan. Would I like to go? And at first I was like, well, I'll just walk you there because it's on my way to the subway. And then okay, I'll go in and use the bathroom before I get on the subway. And then it's five minutes before showtime. And she's like, really? You don't want to go in? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? so, so I went, I, I went and that film changed my life. Because from the moment it, it, the images came up on the screen, the music came up, it reawakened something in me. At that time, 
I was going through a, a depressive phase in my life. My career wasn't working. It's like I'd gotten a PhD, and but I couldn't get hired to, to teach, really. I, I was a singer and working on a singing career, but that wasn't going anywhere, anywhere either. And my mother, I was seeing my mother through, oh, this was, we were well into the decade of various health crises that she went through. And I was living with her. And so my life wasn't, progressing the way I, I wanted it to go. So anyway, we get into this film and, the, and you know, the music comes on, the, light, the screen fills with the images and I'm just like, <laughs> and as I'm watching Alice's journey, like stuff that she's going through, it's like, wait, yeah, I felt that way. It's like, it starts resonating with me, but the scene that did it, <laughs> really did it for me was the mad tea party scene where Alice is coming out of a clearing and you can see the Hatter, he's asleep in the chair. And as she comes out of the clearing, he wakes up and his face fills the screen. And at the moment his face fills the screen, I hear inside my head this voice going, that's me. <laughs> and I'm like, me who? No response, but you know, okay. So, so we go back to watching the film and it's great. And then I get out. Like, I feel like something is awakened inside of me and I don't really know what's going on, but I just find myself obsessed with Alice in Wonderland, the Hatter, Lewis Carroll. I read all of Lewis Carroll's works. I just, you know, and I find myself, then my clothing starts to change. I, my clothing, my wardrobe at that time, it kind of like gone dull and gray. And now I was getting more color in my wardrobe and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I started, then a year, a year and change after that is when the first sonnet came through, which I spoke about in the first half of the show, you know, that I'm sitting there minding my own business. And then suddenly Madison pipes up and writes a sonnet through me. <laughs> and the name Madison Hatta came with the sonnet. It's like, I didn't, I didn't make it up. It came right through. And that year when I was thinking about um, doing a publicity shot and doing photo shoot, you know, like the top hat came to me again. And I'm like, that's why. Yes. I was like, that's why I've been interested in top hats because I'd never worn them. And that, <laughs> since then I have like six top hats. And I'm like, wow, top hats look really good on me. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> That is, that is so wonderful as, as a person who really is aspired by Alice in Wonderland and the Lewis Carroll. And really, I, I'm a huge Tim Burton, Helena Bonham, Johnny Depp. The trio is so amazing. There is something whimsical, but yet a little bit dark when you really look at the story as you grow old, as you start to do shadow work. The discovery of Alice's journey is really through the shadow of her dreams, of her life, of her change as she grows older, as she goes through her hormonal change in life and as she starts to question. She's still playing as a child, but yet she's converting to womanhood. And mm -hmm. there's so much in there. There's so much meaningful context that you can take away from that because she really falls through that hole chasing, you're chasing the white rabbit and you're excited, but all of a sudden, where are you? But you're not in that self-awareness, right? She wasn't in awareness chasing that rabbit. And she couldn't be in that self-leadership and growing towards self-mastery where she really took the journey. 
the best part of that is when the caterpillar, and I do this in my speech, when the caterpillar says, who are you? Mm -hmm. Who are we all? Who are we right. inside? What is our purpose? Why are we in this meat suit having a spiritual journey here on earth? What on earth are we doing? And there's so many questions that get answered with that, but in that form of play, in that form of enlightenment, in that form of, oh, with the fantasy, I can get it. And when you yeah. add fantasy to your life, your energy changes and the people around you change. I'm not saying stay stuck in it all the time, because I do have friends that like to stay in it a little too much, but having fun in the character, the top hat is, is great. The top hat just gives me such a smile. Uh, I love the top hat. It, there's a personality trait, Slash is the other one from Guns N' Roses that can wear a top hat very well. Uh, there are very few people uh, that can wear certain hats, and that is such a character. Sherlock Holmes has a specific hat that he wears with his pipe and, and, and the trench coat. There's a character that evolves with that, and there's such a deeper meaning in that. And thank you for sharing that journey. Was there, was there a different form? Was there a soul's journey that you also went through as, as Madison? Because you said you were kind of wearing the little, the darker colors and the grays around, and you just didn't want to be seen. Um, you didn't want to stand out. What kind of, what was that emotional uh, journey for you? Hmm, yeah. Well, at that time, I was really, so I was really dealing with, you know, I was deep in this part of my life where nothing seemed to be working. My career didn't seem to be working. In my relationship, you know, dealing with, dealing with a, a mother who was coming out, at that point, she was just coming out of like the latest one of the health crises. And, and there was family drama wrapped around that because it, it, part of her, her issues had to do with the, the alcoholism of my older brother. And so there were a lot of things that, it's like I was starting to awaken in some part of my life to the reality of what was going on, like what was wrong with everything that was going on. Um, but I, but you know, the gray and just like not having a very colorful life is because my life just wasn't, it wasn't working at that point. But then I saw the film and it's like, it reawakened like the dream, like I had stopped dreaming. I had stopped hoping. I had stopped, I'd almost stopped believing in magic because I felt stuck. But after that film, I started to reawaken, like I, I feel like I started to reawaken. I started to reconnect with spirit in a really, really personal way, right? You know, it's, you can't get more personal than having a guardian angel like write something through you. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's the way like Mozart felt that his music came through him or Goethe felt that his poetry and his writing came through him. It's not really, not an entirely conscious process on the artist's part. It is an, an opening yourself up to the divine. Well, when you're opening yourself up to that higher energy, that higher spiritual energy, that energy is very light. It's very colorful. It's, it's very playful. That's because, I mean, God creates, God is creativity. And so... God is that positive, creative source yes. that wants yes. to do things differently and wants to try new things and wants to us to wants us to connect with it in a very personal way that also can reach out and embrace others. 
Oh gosh, yes, yes. And when when your light shines bright, you you shine to others' soul, and people want to be with you. People want to be around you. Uh, people want to be close to you. They want to learn about you. They want to feel you, and that character. And I mean, you talk about being from New York. How, what a way to stand out in a crowd, right? <laughs> yes, it's true. With, with, I have with, so your, I your, have your car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would wear my. Uh, during that year, I got I got uh, one of. The, so you have a publicity shot of me with a top hat. It's this kind of like dark. It's black with blue in it, and has the pins on it. It's and, gorgeous. It's and gorgeous. Everything. I would wear that all the time walking around Manhattan. Like that year, you know, until I left New York, <laughs> uh, I was I would wear that practically every day or one other top hat. And now I have a variety of top hats. But yeah. right, and and that's the and then the energy it takes to support that is a high energy, and you'll radiate out to others. People probably not even looking, just down into their phone, would suddenly probably look up just at the time that you would cross their path. And just that sparkle of that moment and that conscious creation and the gift that you bring to people with the character that you have is just truly immense. And and just the fun that you have. I mean, with a tea party, you know, tea party fills the soul, right? Like like the oh, cup yes. you were showing, show us your cup. That was a great cup. I love go mad yes. and drink tea. And, right. and the point that that you know, when you're mad in that moment at the tea party, tea, tea usually has a little bit of caffeine or something to uplift our spirits and it's got herbal uh, context to it and a medicinal level. Um, but just the fun of that scene where everyone is having tea and they're a little bit mad. And that madness is just that, that crux of the turning point. We just had a guest on, we were talking about that too. There is such a, a small light barrier between going mad and listening to spirit and and if you choose to embrace that that god that i am and that enlightenment and you choose to listen and go with your intuition and be guided within that crown chakra in your heart and you go to listen with that full 360 view right up here in in that crown area you will be driven madly driven with a passion and if you don't go with that drive and that passion, you will just lose. You can just get lost so much in life. And, yes. and it can be maddening. It can be painful. I've been there. Uh, so I speak from experience. It can be very painful to stop that. And it's a fight within yourself, which is just crazy. But just the part that you were awakened by it and the fun that you bring with it and the simplicity that you bring with it. Because our, our, our audience is in that enlightening mode they are with the astrology and the tarot and uh, i'm a tinfoil hat wearing a freak flag flying person myself and i love it i love it it's just so joyful and so fun and but you know with that we're gonna bring beverly back because i can sit here and talk to you all day about the mad howitzer and alice in wonderland and your sonnets and all this yeah. wonderful things that you bring to people thank you i bring beverly back she has a few of the last questions uh to share with us that that you can bring uh to the audience and enlighten them right now oh this has been this has been an eye-opener it's really your energy like nicole is saying it is just so vibrant and so alive you know to be able to do what you did or wear that hat walk out there in public and just say hey here i am being you 
And that is critical because a lot of us want to hide behind these masks, you know, and, and don't want to profess who we are. And that's walking the talk and talking the talk and being yourself, really understanding what your true identity is, you know. So thank you for sharing that story of how you got that. And like I said, your first initial awareness, you know, when you're nine years old, yeah. you know, yeah. and all this time goes under the bridge. And then all of a sudden, here you are walking into a theater like, Wow. Game changer. So you never know where those messages are going to come, how those messages are going to come, but it's relevant that you do what? Pay attention, attention. and put into action, follow through and listen and look at these beautiful sonnets that come out because we all do have those those angels or those guides if we allow ourselves to open up, have that spiritual, you know, experience and discover our true purpose for being here so if you could leave the audience with oh this is going to be a tough one three things that they can leave this show with incorporated into their life to start that change and that shifting from this moment forth what would that be Three things. Only three. Okay. Only three. We don't have we don't have all this time, but we'll bring you back for more. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Well, <laughs> first thing I recommend is read Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. <laughs> and read it aloud. Don't just read it as a book, you know, silently to yourself. Read it aloud and enjoy it. <laughs> so that's tip number one. Tip number two, journal. Take, write a do have a journaling practice a gratitude journal is a great thing to have reminding yourself of the good things that have happened during the day and of other things that have happened during the day and if you've had any insights you write them in that gratitude journal and you see what develops over time and then third one or the it's like if we we're doing number three number two and number one drink tea <laughs> Go mad and drink tea. <laughs> you know, uh, thank you for sharing that. Because you know what? Tea has a way of just like calming. Yeah. You know, you think of coffee, you know, oh, it gets you high, sugar gets you high. But tea is like, you know, you have your tea parties at the end of the day where you can just calm down and relax. So, oh my gosh, it has been such a pleasure having you here, April, and sharing with the audience and that playfulness, yet the seriousness behind it, but not letting the seriousness define you, but let that seriousness explain and to show you what your identity is and your purpose for being here. It's a great message today. Thank you so much for being here. And we're going to call this a wrap for 360 Wisdom Speaks. Thank you for having me. Bye. Oh, it's awesome having you. So fun. Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the silver program today.